Hi, this is Eva. This is Macy. We're two friends. Best friends. Best friends who've known each other for over 20 years. And growing up, we were inseparable. But now we're living on two different coasts. So we decided to start a podcast to discuss what's going on in our lives and this crazy world. We want you to come catch up with us as we catch up with each other. Because we want to know, do y'all see this? Welcome to Do Y'all See This Podcast. This is Eva. And this is Macy. Welcome back. Ah, hey, Ev. How you doing? Good. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't, um, feels like it's been a long time since we've done an episode. But we are back, everyone. Y'all, we are back. So, of course, I want to start off the episode with setting the mood a little bit. And um, I've just been in this place of like comfort. So I'm going to give y'all, uh, my first song is going to be Safe Place with um, by Ruth Ann. And it's one, one word, like R-U-T-H-A-N-N-E, Safe Place. Hope you enjoyed that one. It's very comforting. The next one I feel like just embodies how you always want your day off to be. And it's called Sunday Morning by Hamza. And it is a beautiful, beautiful tune. You make me feel like it's a Sunday All right, and that is Hamza, H-A-M-Z-A. Her album is really nice as well, so I hope that you go check her out and listen and enjoy your Sunday mornings. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to do our catch-up a little later in the episode. We're actually going to do current events right now. Yeah, so we'll start off with... um... So Florida is currently under travel advisories that were announced from both the NAACP and LULAC, which is the League of United Latin American Citizens um, for Florida. So basically they're saying Florida is a a hostile travel environment. You should probably rethink your your travel plans to Florida. Um, They're saying that the state is actively hostile to members of their communities. Mm -hmm. I can't disagree. The legislation that's coming out of Florida is not gentle or you know welcoming to anyone <laughs> and I'm just I don't know what they're gonna do like but for it to get to a point where people are like don't even go there for a trip it's crazy because mm-hmm. like okay so when people think of Florida they think of the happiest place on earth supposedly 
Um, and then for that to now be a trip advisory. And the trip advisory is like, if you ain't white, you won't be happy. You know what I mean? Like, if you have anything of color, if you are a woman, like, we don't we don't really like you. It's just, it's absurd. It's absurd that a state, like, people can really feel this way about a state because they are putting out so much negativity in legisla- legislation, in the media, like, girl, everything about Florida, like, we've always known that Florida was uh, a wayward area, (laughs) a lawless country unto its own, but, like, it's official, 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 you know what I mean, like, I don't even know, and you're there right now, like, it's, it's easy for it to be seen from the outside, how is the the environment in Florida right now, though? Like, honestly, do you feel like I like I I know I wish I could be like, oh, it's like it's always been. I mean, Florida is going to be Florida. Like, Florida is going to Florida, but this mm-hmm. definitely feels more dangerous. Um, the legislation that they're passing, a lot of it is not just it's not just like silly when you hear about it. It's literally dangerous. It's this idea that you can go to school and then not learn history because it might hurt someone's feelings. And I'm just like, you can't say this thing didn't happen just because you didn't like, because it made you feel bad because one of y'all grandparents was probably part of it. Right. Um, But in addition, there's also the idea that that kind of thing is going to spread. I work in the public library systems and... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the legislation currently is in the schools. It's saying, you know, parents' rights, parents have the, the right to choose what is going on in the classroom. Um, but that type of thing, that never stays, you know, there. It's going to spread. And I just wonder when and how it's going to affect people's rights, people's rights of access to information, to correct information. Yes. To knowing, you know, to knowledge, really, to knowing the actual history. And, you know, so I am slightly frightened for Florida. But it, unfortunately, I can't even say it's just Florida. It's also all over in other states, too. True. If you're a woman, those are, those are laws that are coming out that are very hostile to that community. It's mm-hmm. just a mess. So it's crazy. Yeah, I take it off our outline, but I feel like we're in such a depressed moment that I feel like I have to put it back on. With all of this craziness going on there, we at least had a a day of triumphs. (laughs) We had had Santos go down. Um, Do you remember exactly what the charge was? So I think it had to do with election finances. I I think it had to do with him misusing campaign funds okay i do want to put in a small disclaimer i wish it could be an issue of he went down he is he has been indicted and charged with but he's still at work he's still in dc going to work every day pretending to do the work of, of the of the government um he is a felon he is like an actual felon an actual criminal so but it's fine we also had trump he was indicted is that correct? He was. Uh, well, the charges. Okay. Yeah, there again. It's one of those. It was a civil case, 
and the charges are that he was found they was guilty of um like sexual assault or sexual assault mm-hmm. not necessarily of the rape and then we have Tory Lanes who has been denied um his appeal of another trial a new trial mm-hmm. and the reason I wanted all of these three together is because I want you to see how Tory Lanez is someone in the entertainment field. He is, um, everyone here is being tried in the public, you know, court of justice. Uh, but in the public court of opinion, excuse me, that's what's accurate. But the difference is things actually change for Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. right? Like, even though there's a lot of people who felt like, oh, I, I don't think he really did it or whatever, things did change for him. He wasn't getting the same type of music push. Um, there was a lot of backlash for him in the media. He was not allowed to do his job as he would normally go about it. And it's crazy to me to think that someone in the entertainment field who really has no power over people's lives got somewhat canceled, like in a real way. But yet Trump and uh, Santos are really, like, out here still going to work, still doing whatever they want, still having the ability to um, campaign for another election and are literally in the pits of cases. Like, how wild is that? How are they not, like, they don't get no death leave, they don't get to, how about we just push y'all right on out and then once everything is decided, then we can decide if you're going to come back in. No, they're still getting up, going about their regular day as if nothing has happened. And that is wild to me that that can go that way. And they have the potential to ruin human lives. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tory Lanez has to sit in jail. And please believe, I definitely think this is where he should be. But I just feel like it's so disproportionate to how, and I'm not talking about race. And you know, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm talking about the fact that we allow anyone who is dealing with our government to continue to do whatever they want until they absolutely cannot. It's just like, to me, when we're out here asking for universal health care and our government is actually saying to us, y'all don't need it, you shouldn't have it, and they have it. Mm-hmm. And I actually... Asking for more things, asking for more discretionary funds. And we're out here saying, hey, can we just have health care that we don't have to pay for? And they're like, what? What would you do with it? Why do y'all want it? Y'all got it. <laughs> don't you understand why we want it? It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But um, so when you saw all three of these things happening on the same day, were you like... <laughs> Like, was it a positive thing for you or were you one of the ones who was like, oh, man, we're about to have like a lot of bad stuff coming because we got these three mm, technically wins, you know? Well, I'm going to I'm going to reiterate what my so the text message I sent Nisi a text message the day it happened because like all three stories came on my feed at the same time. And so I sent Nisi a text message. and I was like, it has been a day. And I'm pretty sure there was (laughs) (laughs) there was like joyous celebratory things going on Mm -hmm. i am slightly pessimistic because it always feels like there's uh there's 
there's a thing that happens and you're like, okay, it looks like we're going towards a place of justice, a place of people getting what they deserve because every single person we've talked about, I mean, they got what they deserve and then probably right. like we could have gone a little further with Mr. Santos, the the liar and, and Trump. Come on now. Um, exactly. But, uh, you know, we will we'll take it. But then there's the situation of the, the backlash. I wonder what the backlash is going to be if there wasn't more support for the orange guy for 2024. You know what I mean? Now there's people who are right. like, oh, well, he's just, they railroaded him and blah, blah, blah. And he isn't getting more funding. <sighs> yeah, exactly. So I'm going to sit in the happiness of that moment though. Cause when I sent it, I'm pretty sure there were some emojis involved. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, yes, I do appreciate that, that we are headed towards justice. Like Tory Lanez deserves, and he needs to sit where he's sitting and he needs to maybe. Yeah. But those other two can absolutely join him. Yes. Yes, just sit them down. Just sit them down, like, please. All right. So when we get back, when we come back from the break, we are going to head into the topic of discussion for today. We'll be back. Y'all telling me that everybody don't say y'all. 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 All right, we are back. And as you can see, this episode is dropping after Mother's Day. And it's not because we didn't want to have a Mother's Day episode. You know, sometimes life just gets in the way. So what we have decided to do for you is to give you um, some other things to do that you could do with your mom. And we've, if you actually want to think of like activities and stuff like that, just check our episode from the last two years. We definitely gave you some good gifts. We gave you some good places to take mom. But now we're thinking more of like things maybe you want to just experience with mom or you have and you just want to, you know, maybe you're someone who can't be with your mom and this is something that leaves that memory in your mind, right? So we decided to um, go to look up movies or movies that just impacted our childhood. So before we actually delve into that, we wanted to tell you what we did with our moms or for our moms for Mother's Day. So Ev, you want to go first? Um, yes. So I called my mother <laughs> and told her how amazing she was and happy Mother's Day. That was... That was not it before you get ready to say that was it. You did something online for your mom. What was it? Oh, yes. I, okay. So I did do one of the, I did the social media thing where I went through and I posted, I changed my photo to my mom's photo for Uh the day, which is one of my favorite photos of her. And, you know, when she's got this short curly hair and she's just looking young and carefree, I loved it. And then I posted some memories that um, through my childhood that I remember, you know, things like that were, like they were very, they were very mom huh? moments, but they're also very like my mother exactly. moments. I feel like they were very close to your heart. I think they were very sweet. They were very funny. Um, it showed the character of your mother. I thought I thought it was a very nice thing to do, especially when you can't be there. You like to share the experience, yeah. you know, with her. So I thought that was very nice, very sweet. Um, did you want to share your favorite daughter story? I, I'm trying to think of which one I can No, share. no, no, no. The so one that just happened. 
the one that just oh yeah <laughs> yes i'd love to okay so a few days before mother's day i get a phone call from my mom it's like in the middle of the day at work so i i run off and go go to see who it is and what's going on and she's like eva did you send me this package this huge package and i was like no she's like well it says it's from my favorite daughter and i was like <gasps> It was not me, but just so you know, I will be letting all of your other children know that you called me first. <laughs> oh, it has gone down in the history books when she thinks who would who is her favorite daughter. She called her That's first. She right. called her first. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing when you told me. I thought that was so funny. I was like, just in case you guys were not mm-hmm. sure, guess what? Mom said me. The weather it just instantly went into her mind. It was me. It was me. It was me. Competition right? over. I win. Um, so for my mother's day with my mom, we went oh, before did you do anything? Uh well, how was your mother's day? You you are a mother. Yes, it was very nice. It was very calming and relaxing. We did, I did have to get up earlier than I would have liked, but it was worth it because we ended up going to to, to a local restaurant, Copeland's, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. They do like a Mother's Day brunch. Okay. And then, um, and then we, what, then we relaxed. We saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting something. And I don't know why. I don't did know. Did you go somewhere in between? Else, but it was, no, we went. <laughs> it maybe it's just the relaxing part <laughs> that I really enjoyed. It, where I just hung out in the oh, house and read books and beaded a little bit. And then we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's good. That's good. But it was a good day. That's good. Yeah. Um, how did you like the movie? I loved it. Have you I seen- think they handled it very well. Yeah, it was very they, good. They very good. did. I was a little worried about how yeah. they were going to do the whole the Gamora thing. Like, how how is that going to work? Yes, I'm glad that they. Oh, guys, spoilers! Oh. <laughs> do we have to do that? Um, <laughs> it's in the trailer, though. I feel like if you don't know by now. Well, no, I'm talking about spoilers for the movie um, altogether because I feel like well, we're about to say a couple of things. Um, I'm glad that they did not get together. I'm happy. Like I, I'm very happy with how that went. I'm happy how they actually had him take time off to himself mm-hmm. um, to not try to jump because he was literally trying to jump into another relationship with Nebula. Weirdly, like I never realized how dark your eyes were. Like, sir, leave her alone. He just was ready to jump from person to person just because he had lost Gamora. You know the original Gamora, but. I like that she went off and made her own family. I like that Nebula seemed to be happy. I like that Drax seemed, like Drax seemed to be happy. Like everybody got their moments and everything. Yeah. They did say that um, we may see he's going to be coming back again. Um, I saw that. Why did I just forget his name? Uh, Sky Walker. Sky Lord. No. Sky Lord. Thank you. Star yeah. Lord. Not Sky Lord. Girl, I gave him a whole other name. But they did say he would be coming back, apparently, with the comics. He was. He did a lot of stuff by himself. So um, that'll be interesting to see. I wonder if they're actually going to keep him. Um, 
I have a funny story, but if I tell the story, it would make this episode explicit, and I'm just not going to tell it. Um, but what I will say is you guys should go and watch an interview with the actor who plays Star-Lord and the um, director. This is his last movie with um, with them before he goes off to work for DC. But you should watch there's a, um, a clip of those two talking with an interviewer and they're just saying how the fake body that they used wasn't, it, it was a fake body. It wasn't them carrying around uh, the Star-Lord when he got drunk in the movie. It wasn't them actually physically carrying him. It was a, a husk of, of a thing. I think they say it may have weighed 35 pounds or so. And there's an interaction that they have about, <laughs> about this husk that is just hilarious. It is not gross. Uh, I'll make sure you understand that now. But it is hilarious what Chris Pratt thought <laughs> they were doing with this, um, with with, the, with his body when he wasn't around. But anyways, um, maybe I can link that here for you guys or something. I'll, if I can, I'll find a way. If not, you just have to look it up because it's hilarious. But uh, moving on to my mother. Um, it's funny because what I had originally planned to do with her, I was going to, we have a botanical gardens here and on Sunday they encourage picnics. So I was going to put together like a nice little picnic because she really said she didn't want to do anything. And so I was like, okay, well I can abide by that. We will do nothing, but we'll do nothing in a nice place. So I had... I went ahead and set up um, doing a full picnic. Oh, and they also allowed dogs to come on Sunday. So I was like, oh, that would be perfect because she has two dogs. They can just come right along with us. And we just have a blanket out there. I got my two chairs. So, you know, obviously, so she don't have to get on the ground. Um, I bought a little table and everything. And I set it. I was going to set it all up. And then the day before, just so happened the mister and I were like, I wouldn't even say arguing over the TV, but it was kind of like, didn't you already see this? I don't watch this anymore. And we turned to something else and they were like, and this great concert is going to be happening for Mother's Day. And I was like, that seems good. Like, that seems like really nice. They had John P. Key, Yolanda Adams, Jake Lincar, J.J. Harris. It was like a really good lineup. And I'm like, they probably really expensive. Mm. Or they probably don't have any tickets left. And girl, do you know I went up there? And they had, like, I think we're row 11. Nice. At the Hampton Coliseum. Mm. Tickets available. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to change it. And that's what we're about to do. So we ended up doing that. She really enjoyed it. Um, I went to church that morning. She loved that. Um, (laughs) And it was just a really calm, relaxing day. We did still have the picnic. We had that before we headed off to Hampton, which you know can be a feat to get through that tunnel. But we had like a really enjoyable, good time. Uh, we we bought more food there to eat. It was just a really good, calm time. I think that she would have enjoyed the botanical gardens as well. Maybe I can do it another day. Um, but I thought like this was a little more special. So, like I said, we are going to be heading into talking about movies, and Ev 
is going to start off with the first one. Now, you guys know how we normally do our movie reviews of stuff. It's not going to be exactly that. It's going to be more so we'll tell you where you can find it. We'll tell you, you know, what it is about. And then maybe give you a little reason of why we chose this movie. And, you know, why maybe you should share it with your mom. Yes. So this one is, the first one we're going to start with is um, The Princess Bride. It is one of my absolute favorite films ever. Um, it was released in October of 1987. Uh -huh. it, it, you can currently find it on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to give you a short um, blurb, which is a fairy tale. It's a, so the movie itself is a fairy tale adventure about this beautiful young woman and her one true love. He's also the farm boy on the farm that she lives on. Um, he must find her after a long separation and save her from this very intricate plot. They must battle the evils of mythical kingdom of Florence to be reunited. And it's based on William Goldman's novel, The Princess Bride, which has its own like fandom. Mm -hmm. So this movie is so good. <laughs> it is funny and it's interesting. It is like the, the love story is super sweet and just delightful. The banter and the language in the film is awesome. Um, it's just gorgeous, the film itself. It has so many like wild names in it. Andre the Giant, um, Carrie Elwes, who plays the, the man in black, who's the, the, also the farm boy. Um, Robin Wright, who I don't know if she was Robin Wright Penn at that moment, but who plays Princess Buttercup. Uh, it's like just amazing, amazing. It's just awesome, awesome, awesome. Mandy Patinkin, who plays, um, oh my gosh, you know, Inigo. You killed my father, prepare to die. Mm -hmm. It is so good. Um, so in 2020, 2021 maybe, there was a like almost a fan-made film with famous people doing all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, because I, whenever they come out, because there's evident, inevitably, there is this, you know, every cycle, there's someone who's like, we should remake The Princess Bride. I'm like, if you do, I will, I will walk to hollywood myself <laughs> do not do this on I, that point yes. i really wish when they do these remakes they would just go ahead and remake bad movies stop touching the classics they're already yes. made well like stop trying to cash in on that just yes. remake a another movie and make it better like mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing when you're going to remake anything if it's not going to be better leave it alone So I have loved this film for probably two decades, maybe mm -hmm. more. <laughs> like, I adore this movie. Um, a couple years ago, maybe five or six years ago, it had to be, yeah, it had to be maybe a little bit longer because I drove to my mother's house. So I was on the phone with my mom and I was telling her, oh, The Princess Bride is on and I love this movie. And she goes, I've never seen it. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I will be there three hours. <laughs> we are going to be watching The Princess Bride. So we did watch it together, and it was one of those things where you're, like, watching the person to make sure they're enjoying it as much as you enjoy right. it. <laughs> they're laughing at the parts that they should laugh at. Like, they're like, oh, that's crazy, at the parts that is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, um, of course, as as because she is my mother, I'm not always sure, you know, did she enjoy it because she enjoyed it, or did she enjoy it because I enjoy it so much? Right. I mean, all I can say is that now that she has seen it, so she also knows why I'm such a fan. Which is, which is really. um, yes. So what about you? 
So my um the first movie now my mother may tell a different story of uh, there was some other movie that she took me to see I'm not sure but this is the first one that I can remember right um and it's Fern Gully the last rainforest and I swear it is the first movie that my mom ever took me to in a movie theater and I just remember so like I remember like the colors being so vivid and it just seemed so interactive. It seemed for a child, it just made so much sense, everything they were talking about. So first off, it's pretty much everywhere. There's like no place that you can't get, that you can't watch this and stream it for free. Um, I think there may be maybe one place that I saw and that was like some weirdo, nothing, little streaming service that no one's ever heard of it came out um april 10th 1992 and the movie is about krista who is a fairy who lives in fern gully as a rainforest in australia now that i didn't know and has never seen a human before in fact she is told they are extinct that's how much of a jungle and rainforest that she's in is so lush she has no idea that they're even humans but when a logging company comes near the rainforest she sees that they do exist and even accidentally shrinks one of them a boy named zach now her size zach sees the damage that the company does and helps krista to stop not only them but an evil entity named hexus who feeds off pollution now, there are, Krista and Zach are great in the movie, and terribly so, Hexus, who is the, the, the sludge that feeds off of pollution, Tim Curry did a, uh, it, I don't even know how to describe it, like, I can hear the song that he sings in my head, because he is just a, he was a delicious villain. Like, you hated him, but you were still like, I want him to talk more. Like, his voice kind of, like, rolled or so. I don't know how to describe it, but you've got to watch this movie. It it, it very um, straightforwardly goes into how logging is helping, you know, push us closer and closer to the doomsday. Um, it definitely shows how we as humans are... Uh, not helping any case of <laughs> cooling down this planet. And then it even goes so far as to show like how helpless and how much damage and hurt and pain we're doing to not only the animals, but to the earth and to all the, um, the uh, forests and everything. So, I mean, it's really, it's a really, really good movie. And the fact that this is a movie that my mom took me to, to go see, I don't know if she knew it had that many messages in it, but it's not just that. Like, they take you on a journey. They let you see. It's kind of like they do um, with Miss Frizzle. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like that. Like, they take you on a field trip through it. You see how everything works. And now you're like, I get it. I should do better. Right? So, <laughs> um, have you ever seen? Oh, yes. Arnelli? Multiple okay. The second um, was not as say, great, but the first one, oh. iconic. Yes. 
So I can tell you, Tim Curry does not miss. Yes, as Hex is, he has an amazing turn. As like, I can see this. I can see him as the villain in my head. Mm-hmm. I can also like I remember the movie being like very funny and quirky. And like you said, yep. it, was very, it felt very different. Like you, you got what they were saying. This was not a subtle messaging type of film. They were not hiding yeah. what they were saying in the film at all. Um, but they did it in such a way that that people, little people who were watching the film, understood what was going on. Exactly. You know, talking about talking about logging and for and you know deforestation is probably not as as an interactive and you know engaging conversation with third yeah. and fourth graders. True, <laughs> true, not. true. And add a fairy, little bit of a romance, and like that funny little is this one is the one with the funny little bat thing, right? Because I am yes, him. yes, that little quirky weirdo thing. I uh-huh. love this movie. Um, so whenever I, this movie comes up, because I don't know if you know, every, so for a while, I thought I was the only one who had ever seen this film. It felt like one of those, you know, memories, like, am, did I dream this? Was it a fever mm-hmm. dream? And then I saw other people talking about it. I was like, okay, it wasn't just me. <laughs> um, whenever, though, I do see, I hear this movie or I hear people talk about it, I always look back. It was the same time and period as um, Captain Planet. <laughs> yes. He's a hero. Tell me why I had a crush on Captain Planet. Tell me why I had a crush. Like, he's so dreamy, Captain Planet. And he was here to save the planet? Come on. Come on. He was bringing us all together from everywhere. Look, inclusion. Diversity, equity, he was all about yes, it. Yes, and everybody came. Now, I'm going to tell you what's funny to me. Everybody came together to create a white man. <laughs> because I know, I know. even though he was blue, he was a white man. <laughs> they had Kwame. They had um, the Indian guy. They had the white guy. They had the, the Asian girl, I believe. Like, they had all these people come together to create... The global white man. And it was just look, and you see they said melting pot right to spaghetti. Oh yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You know, time, yes, that whole pollution thing, we were very serious about it. Like it was It, it really was. was. It was. And then we just let the earth go. Um uh, what was what was your next one? All right, so we are going to move into something a little bit more recent, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be talking about Moxie, which was originally released on March 3rd, 2021. It is directed by Amy Poehler, who's also one of the main characters. She plays the mom um, in the movie. It is on Netflix. It should still be on Netflix. And then it is, in, um, so it is about this uh, shy teenager who is inspired by a confident new friend and her mother's rebellious past. She starts publishing this anonymous zine at her high school, calling out um, the sexism at her school. I do want to note, I give this movie like a four. There is an instance <laughs> that I cannot, I can't get over it completely, although I know it's part of the film. Like, I do understand that. I have not read the book because there is a book. I have not done that. So I don't know if, you know, if they pulled that directly from the book or if it's something they added in for funsies. Um, so in the film... Our teenage, um, our teenager who is the the main character, she mm-hmm. is just trying to survive high school. Like, like her high school is not the greatest. Like it's not she, but she's just trying to be invisible 
and get through and graduate and not be, you know, basically harassed, assaulted, um, because the school is not great for that. Like they're just letting the dudes get away with, with, you know, whatever they want to do. So this new mm-hmm. girl comes in, Lucy, and Lucy is black. And so Lucy at one point catches the girl on the stairs and she's looking at her and she's like, why are y'all letting this happen? Why, you know, she sees the uh, main character sees Lucy standing up and she's like, wow, that is how you can do it. And then Lucy's like, but you could have done it. Like at any point (laughs) you could have been speaking up. You could have been saying, hey, don't sexually harass me in math class. Right. And then the film goes on and is basically about our riot girl history of Amy Poehler and her daughter. Hmm. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah. So I love the, the main message, which is say something. If you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it just felt like it was a lot of labor for a new girl to come into school and change everything (laughs) and it was the labor of the new black girl a lot of movies go with this trope of us as black people having to save others to then get any progression or any to get anything done you know what i'm saying like it has to come against a black person and then it's like oh everyone now gets it um Yeah. And in the film, there's a point where the girl, where Lucy is like talking to teachers and that's where she's like, oh, this is just how this school is. Mm-hmm. So and why did so, you, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, I interrupted you right at the end. Can you repeat that? Yeah, because I do like the, me- the message and, you know, the creativity of making the zine. And of course, it's very, it's got that very like high school movie thing going on where you've got all the friendships and you've got a little bit of the high school romance and you know so it's just but it's also about standing up like at at a certain point she does get up and start standing up it -hmm. just feels like at any point if she had not been trying so hard to protect herself and you know she could have been helping protect others right because she's so hard like she spends basically the first 40 minutes telling you how hard she works to make herself invisible at this school. I had a question for you. Um, so hearing you talk about this movie, you're saying the word zine, yeah. and there was something else. Um, oh, because it's called Moxie. My question is, is this, maybe maybe it's coming from the book, is this like um, a British? Like, is that like the, the, the base no. behind it? Or is this just supposed to be like an 80s mentality? Because the zine, or or maybe I'm just so disconnected from youth now that because it feels like the word zine, the word moxie, all of that kind of uh, leans itself to either BBC or 80s. Does it give that feel on any way, or am I just completely like missing the mark? You can, I have no problem with you saying (laughs) you missed the mark. So I don't know actually. Say say that again. You you cut out. Say that again. I said I don't actually know the background of Zine, but um, I know that it is currently used as a like a it's almost like a handmade magazine that you you make copies of and you hand out. It's like um. It's almost oh like, no no. Oh, oh no no no. I I get that it's coming. It's shortened. I mean, like, is the show the show is the movie itself? Are uh, they 
does it seem like it's because you said it was from a book do you think it's like um nothing about it is 80s like with the word moxie and everything like that no um so the 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 impetus behind the anonymous is that she finds like a, a an attic full of things from her mother's past her mother used to be in like rock bands and used to be very feminist and used to like go to protests and she had all of these things that were very feminist and very much you know female mm-hmm. forward very very much like fighting for those for for rights for those rights and so then okay. she sees the parallels between that action and what she could have been doing at her school and so okay. that, that coupled with this friend who is like hey there's something wrong here <laughs> And someone needs to say something. Mm-hmm. That kind of, it kind of, um, how do you say? It? it kind of moved her. And I don't even know the girl's main name, the main girl's name, the shy teenager. It moved her mm-hmm. to make this the zine to like you know create this artistic thing that also called people out specifically in the school. And she made copies, and then she just you know papered the school with them. And when people okay. started reading. Then they were like, yeah, they were like, yes, this has been happening. We should all have been speaking out about it. And now that we know better, we're going to do better. And they started speaking out about it. Oh, I like the message. Yeah. So in the end, I like the message. Amy Poehler, I love her. So I, it's almost like she can do no wrong. And mm-hmm. I, but like I said, there's just like that, that little part that I just didn't love. Like I just, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but I did enjoy the film very much. And, I, and again, because she's inspired to by her mother and she's encouraged by her mother. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she had been speaking to her mother about everything that had been going on in school, if this had would have happened earlier and we wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> because her mother, you know, Amy Poehler plays a very like feminist woman, like a very, you know, independent. Because I don't remember a, a father figure in the, movie there might have been one mm-hmm. um but it okay. one. yeah and so it just felt like she would have been like you need to be fighting this fight okay. but instead okay. her daughter's been trying to be invisible yeah but i enjoyed it so my last movie is going to be freaky friday um, it is streaming on disney plus the release date was august 6 2003 And this iteration of it, the one that I'm going to be talking about, is about a single mother, Tess Coleman, and her teenage daughter, Anna, couldn't be more different. And it is driving them both insane. After receiving cryptic fortunes at a Chinese restaurant, the two wake up the next day to to discover that they have somehow switched bodies. Unable to switch back, they are forced to masquerade as one another until a solution can be found. In this process, they develop a new sense of respect and understanding for one another. Now, that last bit is exactly why I chose this movie, because I feel like, well, also, um, before I get into it, this is the the remake that has Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan in it. They do an excellent job of the flip. Um, it's always funny to see how the older actress is going to find a way to portray the younger actress, and vice versa. And I think they both did a wonderful job. This is before Lindsay Lohan was going wild out here in the streets. So um, she actually was taking her acting serious. 
But the reason I chose it is because I feel like this is one of those movies that a mother and daughter should watch. And honestly, it would be great if they could watch it when the daughter is younger, like teenage. Because I feel like seeing it at that age and then seeing it again as an adult daughter, it just, you can see how your mind will shift. Because when you're younger and you're watching it, you're really thinking, okay, her mother is such a tyrant. She's not letting her do what she wants to do. Like, that is her right. She should be able to do this. Even though some of the things were extreme, you still can understand from that child's point of view. Now, an adult daughter watching it, you watch it and you're like, oh, she was tripping. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Hey, no way, baby. No, no, no. You're not just going to go off and hop into no band. Come on now. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's not what I said you could do. You you don't do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the way your mind clicks over to adulthood and dealing with a child is just like... And then also the fact that the daughter is now in the mother's body to see her just go buck wild. Like, when you are a child and you think about growing up, you think of okay, I get to have unlimited money. I get to have unlimited time to do what I want. And then her seeing like, no, baby, as an adult, you have responsibilities. Like someone expects you to be somewhere doing something for someone at pretty much all times. And maybe you should really enjoy being a child and just having to go to school, just having to um, pick up or wash dishes or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like this movie I feel is like probably one of the better Mother's Days, um, like epitome of just understanding each other. And the fact that it's mother and daughter, I've never seen a version where it's the father and son though. And I feel like there's a, there's a reason for that. That know, they probably well. Let's be honest. How much do you think it changes that much from men? No, they have responsibilities, but yeah. I think life comes at men differently. Yeah. yeah, and to get into that, they would have to get into sexism and all the 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 complexities of it, and then it would have to delve into dealing with women, whereas they could deal with a daughter and a mother switching places without really having to deal with how that affects a man, you know? But I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Tell me you've either seen this one or the older one. I have seen this one. I've actually never seen the old one, the Mm -hmm. older one. In addition, and this is not, this is actually not related. I've also seen the Freaky Friday. That's a horror film. Also recommend it, but not, uh, (laughs) not related to this at all. Um, I have seen this one with, um, what is her name? I am, of course, now I'm Lindsay Lohan. I, I mm-hmm. loved it. I thought it was really good. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. and yeah. Lindsay Lohan did do an excellent job of like flipping the characters of being both themselves and their their um, their scene partners. And I thought it was very great. And I just, I loved it. And again, like you said, they did get to that, at that end part where they're like, oh, my mom works hard. My mom, you know, provides this life for me. And mm-hmm. I need and, and respect that and but also the, the the mom too goes my daughter has a whole life she has you know things right. that she's also responsible for and I think that was really important that 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 was also seen in the episode or in the show um yeah so I liked it a lot and you know I really liked the part there was a girl who was bothering her 
that was kind of bullying her a little bit. And the mom never really believed it because the girl acted right when the mom was around. And she was like, oh, she's just probably a great um, mentor for you to be around, someone who will really help you. And she was like, no, mom, this girl terrorizes me every day. And the mom got to see it firsthand, was like, oh, oh, my daughter won't lie. You are a piece of work. And I just, <laughs> like, I live for those type of moments in the movie. Um, but we have come to the end. And we would love for you to share movies that you have uh, enjoyed with your mom. Or that give you uh, a comforting feeling of spending time with your mom. Something that you guys shared. We would love to hear that. And feel free to use our hashtag, DYSTM, at YallPod on Twitter. You can let us know if there was um, something about these movies that we discussed that you feel like we may have missed talking about. Something that uh, maybe there was a topic in it that we just didn't see. Let us know about it on Facebook at Do Y'all See This? We'll be posting some of our favorite movies about our moms or give us good mom feelings on our Instagram at Do Y'all See This Pod, all one word, no spaces. If you have suggestions for future moments, questions, or just want to give us great feedback, reach out to us at Do Y'all See This Pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen, all five stars. We thank you in advance. And thanks for listening to us, and we'll catch up with you next time. Bye. Bye.